In the spirit of the Christmas season, we're going to talk about the manager's dilemma today from a proclamation from on high. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. I am very curious. You have a <laughs> holiday-themed topic. Yes, Wow. You got to have a holiday themed topic. You know, we're right before Christmas. We're going to release this one right before Christmas. And uh, you got to talk about the Christmas theme. So, you know, I thought, what a, what a great thing to have a proclamation from on high theme. And just to take one step back, mm-hmm. you focus on coaching. Right. You have a very long career. Mm-hmm. And if that's. I don't mean that as a, as a dig of how elderly you are. <laughs> but, I, but I am getting older. I'm getting older. But you have a very long career, training mm-hmm. and uh, leadership and all kinds of stuff. But right. now you really have a, a, a focus on coaching because that's what works. Right? Yeah, I haven't found a tool yet that has more powerful influence on changing organization than the power of coaching. And so I have really dedicated all of my time, career, and effort going forward to having organizations use coaching as a tool to truly transform the organization. I have not seen a tool yet that has been better at changing transformational, having cultural change in organization than the power of coaching. It is incredibly transformational. I talked to a friend of mine, just Mm -hmm. a little side note, who Mm -hmm. does this type of work at a a big engineering firm. And I told him what you do, that you only focus on this. Uh And you could have seen his eyes got big and uh, I think the clouds parted. And he said, (laughs) yes. That's it. That's it. This is someone responsible for a whole bunch of different programs, too. Right. That's it. So those of you who are listening today, we appreciate it because it really is some um, great stuff to mm-hmm. not only move your organization to its potential, but yourself, too. So, Absolutely. But this is even more special because it's holiday theme. It yeah. is a holiday theme. Ooh. <laughs> wow. And you got to have the holiday theme. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about... Coaching on the holidays and the and your topic today, Rory. Well, just imagine <laughs> we're sitting around drinking hot chocolate oh. in front of a warm fire. May I have eggnog? Uh, you you may. Thank and you. if you'd like to have a little adult ingredient added in, you okay. certainly can. And, and you know, with that, we're just going to be sitting by the fire having a chat, uh, eggnog and hot chocolate, and maybe a warm uh, adult additive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. put in your choice yeah your choice of adult additive mm-hmm. and uh, just sitting around and talking about uh, the manager's dilemma and this would probably be around the Christmas season I could hear this happening where people are complaining about their boss ah. uh, some from proclamation from on high yeah. where they're going oh my god I can't believe they did this and uh, and, and it truly has happened and so here's the setting for this uh, in that regard and so uh <laughs> I do love the Christmas okay, stuff. That's, and right. I had no idea you were going to do that. So you just added it in, <laughs> adding the theme to it. So it, yeah, it would be just, it's a great little, you know, background uh-huh. uh, impact. But anyway, here's the, here's the situation. Had a, had a client, I've had a couple of them this week where they've talked about the challenges that they have with regards to proclamations from on high. And, and it can be from anywhere. It can be from the board of directors, the CEO, and uh, one of the clients, it was basically from a CEO, they, they flew in, uh, they squawked, they messed, and they leave. Yeah. And you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And they had to then implement this, you know, proclamation from on high. And they had a scenario where some young folks were very, very upset about it. 
and he wants me to do a whole podcast on coaching millennials. And I'm, you know, basically, right. I'll be happy to do that. But basically, coaching millennials or anyone is really coming down to asking questions. We're all the same, regardless of, of generation, of how we want to be treated as human beings and how we want to be connected and, and brought into just the organization. Mm-hmm. And so um, this individual had a scenario where uh, a young millennial challenged the question, like, how can we do that? There's no way we can do that. There's no way we can get this done. This is, this is unrealistic. And the manager basically agreed uh, but then went on and said, you know, this, this isn't is your job. Or something like bingo. That, right? e- exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> that theme of, of going from there. And then it obviously went south. Mm-hmm. So his question to me was, how can I do this in a way that, you know, maintains the respect of the employee, maintains my self-respect so I can look myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and then also maintaining the respect of the organization? Because just imagine if you go back and you tell the you know, you, the word gets out from senior leadership that you think this is total hooey mm-hmm. and your response to it is well we'll do it but it just it's it's the worst idea ever right now you've lost the respect of your senior managers uh-huh. <laughs> you've lost the respect of your employees and you look yourself in the mirror and you go i don't like that individual mm-hmm. so how can we as managers maintain the respect of our employees Remain our remain and and look at ourselves and have our self respect and then also have the respect of our senior managers mm-hmm. when we still have to implement the proclamation from on high. Yes, and that's a really challenging dilemma. That's a very very challenging dilemma that a lot of managers face, and they're going, "How do I do this?" And a lot of them, unfortunately, don't do it well, and it can be a career ending, or maybe not a career ending, but it'll certainly end the job at that location. Right. Uh, because once senior management finds out that you're not promoting their idea, then all of a sudden there's going to be tremendous pushback. So I I wonder, it, you probably by design you have done it at this time of the year because I remember distinctively one time in my career, mm-hmm. we had to get this done by the end of the year. Or, or it right. was that type of man, thing on high, mm-hmm. and it was always a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. So For a whole host of reasons. Right. right. And the other side of the coin is, too, would they listen to what – employees had to say Mm -hmm. you know it's it's the the idea of of managing by directive rather than managing by questions Mm -hmm. and you know of course we've talked about michael marquardt's book uh lead with questions and the power of that and really this is going to be an important key too so let's talk about the proclamation on high so the proclamation on high comes down you're having a meeting with your staff and all of a sudden one of them push back and you've got a couple of choices here you can say well this is the proclamation on high we're going to do it it's the ten commandments boom we're going to do this yeah and this isn't a, it's not a democracy, it's a dictatorship. Uh, you're not being asked to do this, you're being paid to do it, you do it. And even though they know and you know that it's not going to be able to, not going to be able to do it this way, right? It's just not going to, it's not going to work. There's going to be some pushback from other areas, there's going to be some other challenges. So the best thing for the manager to do is so that you can maintain their respect and maintain your respect to say, okay, what's your perspective on this? What's your viewpoint on it? Let's talk about this. Let's see the good, the bad, the ugly. Let me write down the pros and the cons. And then you write those down and you say, okay, here's the reality of it. A lot of times in life, do we have to do things we don't want to do? Right. There's no question. Yeah. And so then we say, okay, given the parameters that we're in, how can we make this work? Or how can we do it the best that we can possibly right. can? Then you have a good conversation. Then you, then you can say to them, is it okay if I take your thoughts and ideas and share them with senior management to say, this is what, my, mm-hmm. this is what the team talked about? But would we all agree that we're going to implement this? And then all of a sudden, see, you've got the respect of your team because they realize yes. they were heard, they were listened to, 
you took their ideas and you said, I'm going to share these with senior management. And you've got to make sure you take them back and share mm-hmm. them with senior management. So now you've got that self-respect. You've also got your self-respect for yourself because you can look yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? We have to impl- implement the proclamation on high, but we're also going to do it in a way that our team can make it work. How mm-hmm. can we make the, how can we navigate this scenario? How can we navigate this situation? But you also haven't lost your own self-respect by saying, you know, I'm just going to tell them to do it mm-hmm. because nobody, nobody feels good about that scenario right. ultimately. Right. And so now, so how do we take this to, you know, the proclamation on high? If we say something in that meeting disparaging about senior management, they may say, you know what, do I need a leader or like that around mm-hmm. the organization? Nobody needs that. So the, the other side of the equation is to go back and say to senior management, here's what we talked about. Well, a lot of times, too, if I can throw this out, absolutely, if you don't deal with the underlying disagreement mm-hmm. and people are still resentful or they just don't perform right. to their ability, then senior manager says, oh, that bad idea wasn't bad. You just didn't implement it correctly. Bingo. Yeah. You, know? you, you lack the leadership skills. Right. Right. To do that, even though they don't invest at all exactly. in you exactly. to have any leadership right. skills to do that, mm-hmm. you know, because even they could have they could have even shown the management team. They could have even shown the management team. OK, this is not going to be popular, but let's talk about how can we implement this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they could have even gotten all the managers together and say, OK, how do we present this to our team so that when it, when it then when they want to complain about senior management, it doesn't come back. Right. That way. But it, it's an easy scapegoat to say, well, that manager didn't do a good job, even right. though we have a really <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> right. It's exactly uh, that's exactly right. So now, you know, going on to the theme of. So now how do you present it to the the management team? Yeah. And so you get the team together. They write the pros and the cons. And you, you, you can meet with your manager and say, hey, met with a team, we've implemented it, you know, we've decided we're going to work it this way. And, you know, this person that shared the story with me said their manager knew this was a bad idea, too. Yeah, right, right. But, you know. Probably everybody. Did. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is just. Uh, it maybe was I'm just, thinking of times in my career. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, well, it was just a scenario where the person shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have done this proclamation on high the way they did. But even that, that's their mistake, okay? They didn't lead by questions. They could have gotten the entire team together. Their their sales have slowed. Their revenues have slowed. They could have got everybody together and said, okay, what are some strategies that we can do to bring revenues back up in the mm-hmm. place? They could have led by example. They could have led with questions. And then they would change the whole dynamics of the entire organization. Right. But they didn't do that, mm-hmm. okay? So, and that's, that's fine. That was their approach as a leader. But ultimately, you take that back to your leadership team and say, we had a discussion and our team. Uh, we're going to implement this. Everybody's on board. Here's the pros and the cons, and this is what they wanted me to share with you about the things they see good about this and also the things that they're tremendously concerned about and the implications it could have down the road. And they wanted you to be aware that these could be the, the, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of it. But we've implemented it, we've supported it, and we're going to make it happen as best we can. And then all of a sudden, you've got a, a win-win-win scenario. Absolutely. You've got the win with the employees because you, you were able to say, okay, what do you folks think? How can we handle this? You've got to win with yourself because now you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I was honest and authentic with my folks. I was honest and authentic with my leadership, but I can also have my own self-respect, which is probably more important in any part of this equation at all. Yes. And then you can you can deal with that. And, and I think that's the most positive and powerful and profound way to do that is to manage it in that way. And and manage it with, again, leading with questions rather than telling people, you know, or telling the manager, oh, this is just the worst idea ever. And this just sucks. And I, you can tell the CEO I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I think what I what I have noticed is that 
even when managers do that with their team, um, the going back to their boss mm-hmm. is the missing step. They're afraid they're going to look negative or anything. Right. Talk a little bit about how much doing that, this is a leading question, mm-hmm. how much that helps their career. I think it does. I think it builds a relationship between the manager because I think the other side, it it all depends on your manager. Yeah, true. There are people out there, and I think that's the key of managing up. There are people out there who just want yes people. Mm -hmm. So you go back and say, you know, yes, we implemented it. We talked about it here, you know, and then you can kind of gauge the water. Can I, in fact, share this with them? Uh, Most of the managers that I've had the privilege of working with in the coaching world would love to have that feedback. What do people really think? What's the team really think? I don't want homogenized responses. I don't want a completely cleaned deck. I want, give me the good, the bad, the ugly. And for managers like that, then you say, hey, I had the discussion with the team. This is what the team said was the good, the bad, the ugly. I want you to know that from their perspective, here are the major factors that they were concerned with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get that response and you can take it back to the team and say, okay, I took this, I took your concerns to the management team. Here's where we are. This is what we're going to do, but we're going to implement this and continue to go on. Mm -hmm. And then I think in that scenario, when I've seen managers do that, it really has kind of, you know, calmed the waters. Can I throw out just a personal example, if you don't mind? Sure, absolutely. When I was a training manager, Mm -hmm. we had a a from high requirement. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a, a... trash it was not good <laughs> it was a bad idea and i got my team together to do it mm-hmm. in a fast way and i gave the feedback mm-hmm. once it was implemented it was still trash it didn't work right but after that mm-hmm. every time they would come to me and say hey we want to implement something they would listen to mm-hmm. my feedback right and it was hard to do that up front mm-hmm. but it really you gain credibility credibility um we, you talked about managing up last um um, episode, mm-hmm. and that really gets folks to where they're really going to listen to you, your boss, and everybody around. Right. How can we have credibility and confidence mm-hmm. and influence in an organization? Yeah. And I think this model right here is one of the best ways to do that when you're faced with the manager's dilemma, is to go ahead and say, you know what, we need to manage it much differently. And you can go to your manager and ask them, hey, do you want this feedback? Here's what here's yeah. what my folks said. We implemented it. We had a meeting. And, and you can tell them, this is my style now. My style is to lead with questions. I'm going to ask my team, what do they think about this? How should we handle it? What's the challenges? What are the difficulties? What's the good, the bad, the ugly of it? And have that discussion. And then all of a sudden, you have a, a completely different uh, viewpoint of the world. You know, you have a completely different view of the processes that are out there. And then I think this is another thing to put it in, in another context with it all is also <laughs> recognizing that we've got uh, crisis of the month. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, every organization has the crisis of the month. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these proclamations from on high become the crisis of the month club. I mean, mm-hmm. and you've got we've got employees who belong to the crisis of the month club. And, ap- you know, after this proclamation consumed downs, and let's say it is complete garbage and it's mm-hmm. the worst idea ever you start to implement it, but you also find ways to work around it. Right. You know, and that probably happened with your team too. Absolutely. They had to do this, but they found ways that we could work that we're still able to do that would follow the proclamation on high that mm-hmm. would work better than what this thing said for us to do. And then guess what? In about 30 days, we're moving on to another crisis of the That's month right. club. Right. So then put this in the, you know, a larger context. Just getting away from you've got the proclamation on high and you've also got the crisis of the month club. You're going to have proclamations from on high you're going to have the crisis, the month club, and then how do we go forward in that scenario? How do we go forward in that process? 
Have you ever seen a scenario where the proclamation from high comes, it seems bad, mm-hmm. but then later you, you implement it earnestly and you're like, wow, that was... <laughs> it's not that bad. They were right. <laughs> right. They were right, or at least it's not that bad. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, some managers, <laughs> yeah. you, you're going to... I don't know if you're ever going to say, oh, they're right. I mean, yeah. that's really hard for human nature to true, do that. True, true. Um, I would love to do that. I try to live my life that way to say, you know what? That person said that. In retrospect, they were, it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like looking at Harry Truman's career. I was looking at the poll numbers of all the presidents they've had where they've had poll numbers. And Truman was the first one where they started having poll numbers. Right. And obviously, when you look at all the presidents over the last 50 years from Harry Truman forward, um, his poll numbers were by far the worst of any president. Right. But yet, if we were to take him and from historical perspective and measure him against all the other presidents, of the presidents in the last 50 years, he would probably be the top one or two mm-hmm. from most mm-hmm. historians' perspectives. Mm-hmm. So here he left office as the worst, but in historical perspective, he was a, a great strategic thinker. Mm-hmm. So in the sense of... That might be the same thing for this proclamation. Right, you right. know, you have that scenario right now. It really sucks, but in the long run, it might be a great strategy, or it might be a great idea, or it fits better with the entire organization. So put it in context. But there are, but the tool here for our folks is to have a way to manage it and yeah. lead with questions. Ask your team. Tell them what you know. Ask them what they want to do. How do you want to implement this? What do we have? Here's our constraints. Here's our challenges. What's our best way to do this? And then say, is it okay if I share this with senior management that these are the ideas that you had, that these are the concerns that you have? You share this with senior management. By that time, guess what? Things start to calm down. They start to relax. You've gone through the crisis of the month club. And then guess what? We'll be on to another crisis of the month next month. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you had a key in there. You ask them for permission if they can, mm-hmm. if you can share it. Yeah. I, and I'm a big believer of asking permission for salespeople. Mm-hmm. I think you need to build a relationship with your client if you're a salesperson, and you need to ask permission. Can I ask you some tough questions? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to achieve? What are the things that really challenge you in your job? What would you like to accomplish? What's your vision for this project? If you ask those questions, you've got to ask permission to ask those things. You just can't walk in and go, okay, I've got 12 questions for you. You know, you've got to have a connection. And I just think that's an important key in that process. Well, I have a... a I'd like to ask you for permission. Uh-huh. How can people get a hold of you if they <laughs> want to get a hold of you to find out more? That is a great question. We've got the website, RoyRoland.com. It's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Uh, they can also get a hold of me at CoachingManager.University. Uh, we've actually got a 52-module program there that people can use to get better at managing. We've got a whole host of folks that are using it now. And uh, actually, I'll tell you what, in the gift of Christmas spirit, I will give away a free scholarship. Okay. This is, it's going to be just, this is, this is my gift. (laughs) It is my gift to them. Uh And that was well done, Paul, with the music (laughs) there. But it's my gift to them to have a scholarship to Coaching Manager University. Oh, yeah, it's 52 modules. They can do it at their own pace. And also, when I do this, once you're a member of the Coaching Manager University scholarship program, I actually have a, a phone conference once a month with all the folks who are scholarship, oh. scholarship folks. And they can, in fact, uh, join that f- uh, phone call. And they can bring anybody in the organization in on the phone call that uh, they would like to. That's great. That, so that was a gift That's that a you gift. gave to anyone, the very first person who sends me an email yeah. and says, I want Coaching Manager University, you get it. And folks, Rory doesn't want anything in return, but 
why don't you share and tell mm-hmm. people about this podcast as well? That would be a good <laughs> gift for Rory. Right. Yes. You know? Well, do that. And we're actually coming up on, you know, the, uh, a very, very important kind of episodes. So we're coming up on the hundredth episode mm-hmm. uh, here in the, because we're going to be 95 today, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so that we're going to be a hundredth episode and five episodes away. So we're about a month away. So I'm also asking people, if you've listened to this podcast, it's been helpful uh, to give me a call and, uh, you know, tell me about it. And so I'd like you to uh, kind of leave me a, a voicemail and, and do that. So you can call me at, and this is actually my cell phone number, so they can call oh, me. Wow. Yes, this we, uh, we may edit this out later on. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, for those folks who want to share with us things that this podcast has done for them, it's 816 816- Three zero four seven five three one. You can call me, and then I'll probably answer. And then you just say, "Hey, I want to leave a voicemail," and I'll I'll hang up. And you can call back and just leave what this has done for you, so we can record it, and then we can share it with folks on the uh, on the uh, podcast here. Say, what are some of the things that people have learned from this podcast over the last hundred episodes? This is the season of sharing. It is. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Happy you, holidays Paul. to you, Rory. Absolutely. And we're going to leave with a little Christmas music. Sure, why not? You know, just... And for all of you out there, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and spend some good quality time with your family because that's that's what we do all of this is so that we can have a house. That's true. We can have a home. We can share gifts with folks. That's why we do. That's why we do what we do. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Happy Paul. Happy Holidays. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.